And welcome everyone once again to another edition of the Indiana Football Coaches Association's official podcast. As a matter of fact, this is our last official podcast of the year. As all of you know, we just finished up the state championships and we got six new state champions. Well, some of them are repeat state champions, and we'll tell you about that. We're going to tell you about the scores of the games. We're going to talk to uh, the coaches, the winning coaches, and we've got a couple of the coaches, too, that uh, want to talk to us about their runner-up team and uh, how proud they are of their team, which they certainly should be because it's quite an accomplishment to get down there to Lucas Oil. So we've got coaches' interviews. we got commentaries from my Hall of Fame uh, podcast partner coach ted huber and just observations of what a great and fantastic weekend it was to celebrate football across the state of indiana at the high school level so stay tuned it's going to be a great show Big Cat Promotions wants to congratulate your team for an outstanding season and help you celebrate your conference and state tournament series success with what we call the Triple Option. Commemorate your team's success, create a lifetime treasure for your players and coaches, plus provide a fundraiser for your program. You see, Big Cat Promotions works with hundreds of designers that are ready to take your idea and turn it into a family keepsake. Trophies, plaques, medallions, magnets, window clings. With over 100,000 products available, we can create just about anything that will be a lifetime reminder of your team's success. Call me, the Big Cat, today at 574-551-5916 or email at tiger at bigcatpromotions.com and congratulations on an outstanding season. And welcome back, everyone, once again to the Indiana Football Coaches Association's official podcast and really the last podcast of the year as we're going to take the month of January, or excuse me, month of December off and then we'll head and fire things back up and we got some uh, big plans coming up for this next year's uh series of podcasts and we'll tell you about that a little bit here as we move on but right now let's turn our attention with uh my hall of fame uh, podcast partner coach ted huber and coach uh, the 2a ball game featured the north the extreme north from right up there by the uh, lake michigan to the extreme south right there down on the river so uh evansville modern day squared off with andrean in a rematch yes they did and uh, it was it was a good ball game. Uh, obviously, uh, Evansville Modern Day uh, has a long memory. Uh, <laughs> they got beat a year ago, and uh, they decided that maybe they didn't want to. And uh, maybe also, I think they probably had a better ball club this year. Uh, they had more players. So right. anyway, uh, we end up. Uh, after a uh, fourteen to three halftime score of modern day over Andrean, uh, we end up uh, with a twenty to ten victory by the Wildcats out of modern day in Evansville. So, um, you know, the I, I think it was a team versus uh, Godzilla, if you will. Uh, uh, the Notre Dame graduate, uh, Ryan Bowen, his name. He's a or Notre Dame recruit, I mean, not right, graduate, but right. um, Notre Dame recruit. He, uh, you know, had about 100 yards rushing, and I don't know how many tackles he had, and he played every second except when he was getting retaped early in the game. Right, right. Um, you know, and I think overall probably modern day, uh, you know, ended up with more, more football players, and they also – I thought were more diversified on offense, uh, where right. they could run the ball, they could throw the ball, and uh, you know, um, yeah. they they won the game. Yeah. A kid kicked a forty, what was it, a forty-one yard, forty-one oh, okay. yard field goal. Yeah, uh, which at the time, you know, so um, well, interesting. I, yeah, uh, you know that uh, modern day wouldn't win this year. Yeah. yeah. Well, I just think that, uh, you know, I'm talking to Coach Gable, and we got an interview here coming up with him a little bit uh, here in a few minutes. But, uh, you know, they, they came in there with a purpose. I mean, uh, uh, you talked to Coach Gable uh, a year ago, and he mentioned the fact that he was kind of tired of coming up there and getting his butt kicked. And uh, I think that was a burning ember in all of Evansville uh, modern day's uh, kids and coaches uh, especially when they got a, sh- a shot to take on Andran again for the state championship, and uh, uh, they did it. And it was a great team effort. And, uh, you know, 
And I know Coach Gable was very emotional about it. I know you got the chance to talk to him and see him. And, uh, you know, the guy has won championship after championship and all kinds of different things, including wrestling. And he's certainly a legend across the state uh, in regard to his coaching abilities and the success that he's had. So um, I think at this time, I think we should roll a little tape on Coach Gable. Right. I thought we had the advantage that we drove and we kept playing hard and there was no wear down in this group. You love this team too. You love this team. What was it about this team in particular that you were able to get this big? Uh, well, you know, from a coaching standpoint, all the coaches are really excited about this group, have been all year, but they're fun to be around. They just enjoy the game. They play with intensity and they play for each other. But. It's uh, it's been a fun group. That's simple. They know how to play the game. They want to play the game, and they couldn't wait to get up here. How about the defensive performance today? I mean, they were lights out. Well, Darren Knight, Cody Wells, I mean, Cody Hess, uh, Tom Johnson, J.D. Wargo, those guys put together a great game plan. They have all year. And today was even better yet. And uh, the offense took advantage here and there. And, you know, we move the ball, but we depend upon the players to execute. We always do. And the coaches do a great job. we got a great staff. But in the end, the players get their credit. I saw you and Mason embracing at the end of the game. John Lemire. Uh, I just got done talking to him the last three years. What is it Well, he's caught a lot of, uh, I guess, criticism from me. I'll put it that way nicely. When he doesn't make a play, but he makes so many great plays. That pass right before half that was a, that was a sunday afternoon pass and stoles made a sunday afternoon catch but that wasn't it i mean we played the whole game forced turnovers we took advantage our kicker game was on with two different guys kicking field goals you name it we did it today and we've been doing it this whole postseason talk about your senior leadership you know they played in this game last year they didn't come out with the outcome they wanted last year uh, talk about them today well yeah, everything falls on their shoulders they they wanted it they demanded it They've earned it, and they've had confidence they were going to get it. So, uh, you know, I can't say enough about these seniors. We're going to miss them. I'm sure a lot of teams we played this are going to miss them too. <laughs> but we'll, uh, we got every ounce we could out of them. It's been a long year in a lot of ways, but it's gone so quickly because it's been so much fun. You got a lot of fans out there cheering you guys on. What do you want to say? Well, the fans are great. They could have stayed home and watched it, but they come here. They make the track. They're excited. The, these guys are really privileged and lucky to play in, in front of such great fans who love them and support them. Christopher, I got here late, Coach, but how did you convince the kids they come back here and beat a team that they lost to last year? We've just been playing well, and honestly, I think they convinced themselves. They were ready for the game. They wanted the game. And they just played the game. The old timer was standing in the back of the end zone as the clock was winding down. He said that Joe last year you said you're getting tired of coming up here and getting your ass kicked. <laughs> uh, how does this feel now by comparison? Well, it's time. It was good Great. that we finally were able to give an ass kicking. So we'll take it. <laughs> Great. Thanks, Coach. Congratulations, Coach. And there you have it, uh, the state championship coach. And uh, certainly no strangers has state championships, uh, not only in football, but uh, – also in uh, wrestling, as we've mentioned many times before, and uh, I believe, Coach, the uh, last time they won a state championship was in 2000 in football. Is that was that accurate? Yeah, they won 2000. Uh, Mike was the head coach then, and uh, this is the second one and their second one. Mm -hmm. um, and the end of a perfect day for them, uh, Joey Pierre, who is his little running back, uh, was named the uh, – Lake Rest Award winner for Metal Attitudes. Mm -hmm. So, uh, you know, that was something that they they were excited about also. Absolutely. Just more icing on the cake for them, no question about it. So, anyways, it was, uh, you know, two really good programs going at each other, and you can say that across the board with all of these programs as we uh, talk to these coaches that were involved in the state championship game. Um, well, Coach, let's move on to uh, – the next up would be 4A, and uh, i got to tell you, I was really, really impressed with uh, East Central. They were an impressive, uh, what I called a complete football team. Uh, I didn't see many weaknesses with that group. Well, obviously not. Uh, you know, they, you know, the thing they did, they jumped on them early. They jumped on New Prairie early, 
uh, and actually it was 20 to nothing at the end of the first quarter and uh, 27 to nothing at the half and at the halftime. So, um, you know, New Prairie can never really get started. Right. Uh, East Central, for the most part, ran the ball. And, uh, uh, you know, I think they ran for almost 400 yards. Mm-hmm. Uh, dominated uh, up front on offense and defense. And uh, just, uh, you know, won their third state championship. And uh, Jake Miners, the head coach, uh, was his first. So, uh, yeah, it was a, it was a complete, complete ball game for uh, East Central. Absolutely, absolutely. So, uh, uh, and we do have an interview with Coach Miners, and uh, he was obviously a very happy man. And, uh, you know, I told him, and I told when I was talking to some of the assistant coaches, too, I said, man, I tell you what, that's just a really solid ball club. And I mentioned the fact, well, you guys had to have a pretty good feeling going into the season. And they said, of course, that they did. And the other thing that's, uh, you know, kind of remarkable about them is uh, who they play. I mean, they lost to Cincinnati Moeller was the one loss, and the other was was to um, another powerhouse team that slips my mind who it was right now. But Ron uh, Colley, yeah, Ron yeah, Colley, regular season game with Ron Colley. Yeah. yeah. So you know, uh, that's who their two losses were to, and then uh, you know they uh, rest the way they just uh, dominated uh, across the board uh, with these other teams and uh, on the scoreboard. So it was uh, like I said, a very good football team. Uh, let's take a listen to Coach Miners, Jake, and see what he has to say, his summary, and his observation of this uh, uh, powerful football team. And that's the other thing, too. They're young. I wanted to point that out. There's not uh, there's not a heavy-loaded uh, senior class up there. I mean, they had good seniors, good athletes, but, uh, you know, the trigger guy and the wideouts and stuff like that, those guys are juniors. <laughs> so, you know going to be interesting for them uh, another great season so i said something to him you'll hear in the interview about uh, well, well probably see you down here next year coach and he just kind of smiled he goes well we'll see so anyway here's coach yeah, one of the seniors uh one of the seniors is number 61 mm-hmm. christian garrison mm-hmm. uh big offensive defensive lineman and he was the mental attitude award winner the eskew award winner mm-hmm. for east central yeah absolutely so you uh Got the whole package there. All right, well, let's take a listen to Coach Miners and see what he had to say. I'm just incredibly proud. There's there's so many people that, that you know, have their hands in this and so many people that um, have executed today. Um, so many details that go into a moment like today to allow our kids to go play freely. And, our, boy, did our kids go out and perform today. Um, we... We put in the game plan earlier in the week. They smiled. They loved the game plan, felt comfortable with the game plan, and just went out and executed the game plan. Um, it, you know, it, when you get between these lines, the football field's 100 yards, and, and the boys just got to go out and play. And uh, they did a great job, you know, the entire game. New Prairie's a wonderful football team, and they had a great season. Um, our guys just kept fighting, and I was really proud of the way we finished it off there. Uh, an incredible performance for him. Uh, just extremely proud of him again uh, for his effort. But, you know, we, we've come to expect that out of Josh. Uh, Josh is one of the hardest workers in the weight room, hardest workers on our football team. He shows up every single day uh, trying to lead uh, the other guys around him. And uh, for him to have this moment on this stage, uh, just incredible for him. I'm so happy for him that he was able to put on that performance today. And then my final question for you is, I heard this was your alma mater, correct? It is, yes. How does it feel to win state for your alma mater? Just incredibly surreal. Um, you know, it, I'm a St. Leon boy. I was born and raised, um, lived in several different parts of our community. I uh, played football in this program, understand what these guys go through, and just, uh, you know, trying to do my best to guide them through this. And But it's not about me. It's about them and, and the way that they were able to come out and perform and all their hard work. I'm so happy it pays off for them. Coach, as far as it goes to your overall formula for success, how does your strength of schedule, how do you think that impacts your program? It's incredible. Uh, we, we, the last two years we played probably our toughest schedule that we played in school history. Um, and we've talked about our, our why we do that. We do that so that we can... You know, we get the moments like this. We played in big-time games. Uh, we played against really tough opponents. And so there's some comfort in that. Um, you know, Cincinnati Moeller's a wonderful football team. Ron Collie, we had to play them twice again this year. And, um, you know, our, uh, 
team out of our conference is playing tomorrow in, in this game. So um, just an incredible schedule that we played. So happy that uh, how our guys approach this year. And each week we just try to improve. Well, Coach, that's one complete football team you got there. And they're young. So yeah. we're going to see you again next year here. Oh, I don't know about that. You know, we've got a few breaks along the way here for sure. But uh, just we, we talk about control what we can control and put ourselves in good opportunities. And our boys were able to take advantage of that this year. Thanks for your time. It's a pleasure. Thank you. Big Cat Promotions wants to congratulate your team for an outstanding season and help you celebrate your conference and state tournament series success with what we call the Triple Option. Commemorate your team's success, create a lifetime treasure for your players and coaches, plus provide a fundraiser for your program. You see, Big Cat Promotions works with hundreds of designers that are ready to take your idea and turn it into a family keepsake. Trophies, plaques, medallions, magnets, window clings. With over 100,000 products available, we can create just about anything that will be a lifetime reminder of your team's success. Call me, the Big Cat, today at 574-551-5916 or email at tiger at bigcatpromotions.com and congratulations on an outstanding season. And congratulations to Coach Miners and uh, East Central on outstanding performance in the state championship game there for 4A. Now let's move on and take a look at 6A, and uh, maybe we should rename the 6A just the Eric Moore Open because uh, the Trojans did it again, Coach. Yeah, they won their third in a row. Uh, They're fifth under Eric Moore, fifth overall. And uh, they were uh, they were dominant. They were. Okay, they, you know, uh, I think uh, Carroll kicked a field goal early, and Center uh, Grove came back and got a touchdown, and they got two more touchdowns, and it was twenty-one to three at half, and then it was thirty-five to three, and um, actually, Center Grove likes to run the football. Mm-hmm. Okay, they ran it fifty-six times for three hundred and two yards wow. and four touchdowns. They had two seniors, uh, Micah Coyle, uh, ran 26 times for 132 yards, and senior Jalen Thompson ran 20 times for 128 yards. So um, they were very dominant up front, uh, physical football team. That's how they do it. Yeah, and you know, um, too, and uh, you'll hear we had an interview with Coach Moore, of course, that uh, – you know, and you and I have talked about it. We talked with it uh, with Coach Bridge and Coach Marty Huber too about the program, and he is big on using the word program, as you will hear. Uh, and uh, what it has created down there is just a football factory. And uh, I don't say that in a derogatory way at all because I think he teaches his kids. I noticed the kids when they were, you know, they'd help each other up, they'd help their the opponent up. I mean, it was just a you know, well-played, you know, uh, game of football by a bunch of young kids that really do play the game very, very well. So um, that was something that was very impressive about uh, how that whole team carries itself, and it's a reflection on their coach and the coaching staff of, uh, you know, just how they're not only teaching them to play really great football at a real high level, but uh, also teaching them to be uh, good human beings, and that's – as I say it often, that's really what it's all about. So let's take a listen to Coach uh, Moore and see what he had to say about uh, his third state championship in a row. We had a bad game, and then that just refocused for the playoffs. So uh, I thought this team, after the third week, could win it. What? Because we could Coach, run the football. Right. Coach, what's the secret to reloading like this? I mean, this is highly unusual. How do you do it? Because the seniors that, that – that, it's the process, man. It's life. People are given too much anymore. Our kids have to earn it. And these seniors didn't get to play. They were second and third team last year. Didn't get to play. This was the opportunity for them to play. That little safety, Gage Reese, has never got to play it down. And he's out there tonight. You know, this year he's, he's a star. And our, some of our offensive linemen didn't get to play it down. How about the defensive kids? Who are they? What's their names? You don't know because they play behind some of the greatest D-line kids in the state of Indiana history. So it's just an opportunity. Congratulations, Thank Coach. you so much. That's I'm just incredible. so proud to be a Trojan. I'm so proud of these guys and, and, and what they've done this year and what they've accomplished. We still haven't been beat by a public school team. <laughs> Did you win four in a row? That's a terrible question to ask a old guy like me tonight. The Trojans will practice hard and we'll be back. Thanks, Eric. Thanks, Coach. 
And there you have it, uh, three time in a row state champion, fifth time that they've done it down there at Center Grove. And uh, Coach Moore has uh, really got uh, a great program, and he's got everything rolling their way down there. And uh, I'll tell you what, it's going to be uh, – it's going to take some uh, some real hard work by somebody somewhere uh, to to uh, take that crown away. Well, they may have to gang up on him. You know, <laughs> uh, I don't know what else to say, but uh, you know, they did they dominated. Now, I, I do want to point out, Carol did get the Mental Attitude Award winner, right? The uh, SQ Award winner, uh, number one, who was a DB, uh, George Valdez from uh carol mm-hmm. uh won the award so uh you know that's that's something that i think that uh robert falcon said uh is probably the most um uh, prestigious award that we hand out at the state final right 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 well it certainly uh it says a lot about the young man that wins it and it certainly has an impact and it's something that i think uh assistant commissioner falcons also pointed out i mean that's on their resume for the rest of their lives and, uh, you know, that, uh, opens lots of doors and, uh, tells, uh, future employers and or future schools that are looking at them, uh, just what kind of young person they're dealing with there. So that's, uh, uh, certainly, uh, a great award for a kid to win, uh, at that level of competition. All right. We're going to move into Saturday, Saturday morning, uh, another rematch, um, Lutheran squares off with Adam Central. And, of course, we talked to Coach Mosier and to Coach Patch um, throughout the uh, season there a couple of times. And, uh, you know, that uh, set up another epic battle here between the two. And, uh, of course, Lutheran won the uh, state championship last year, uh, beating in uh, Adam Central. And Adam Central came back uh, down there, and they were certainly there. I think the whole town was there, or the whole county uh, because uh, they were well represented, and by the way, I heard uh, speaking of that, uh, the uh, attendance for the state championship for both days was over forty thousand people. Both days, as I believe what uh, Coach Land said uh, uh, there uh, on uh, Saturday evening when we were all all together there for a little bit. But anyway, yeah, that's uh, you know I think the record's over fifty thousand, but um, you know when you have people like Center Grove and. Valpo brought a big crowd down yeah. and, uh, you know, uh, it's 40,000. That's, that's good. You yeah. know? And then when you've got people like Lutheran who, who travels well, if you will, right. and Adam central in the one a that travels well, then that's, that's where it jumps up. So, uh, yeah, that's, uh, that's a testament to the high school football programs in the state of Indiana. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, again, those schools, with the small populations, uh, you can almost bet that everybody was there <laughs> because I think Lutheran, I looked up there and their student populations, like, um, somewhere around 300 people, you know? Right. So, yeah. um, I think all 300 of them were there and certainly the parents and maybe the grandparents of the players were there. So it does make for a nice little crowd, but, uh, yeah, it was well supported. I thought by all the teams there. And of course the bigger schools brought, uh, you know, um, big, following with them too, which makes it all that much sweeter. Well, at any rate, the game, um, it ended up 30 to 13 in favor of, uh, uh, Indianapolis Lutheran. And, uh, you know, I, I don't think, um, I felt like Lutheran had control of the game all the way, the whole way through. I never felt like, uh, I was rooting for the jets a little bit cause they're the underdog, but, uh, uh, they just couldn't get it done against a big, a physically big, strong, um, you know, one, a football team, <laughs> which, you know, that's that in itself is kind of unusual. So, but yeah, uh, they also have a couple sophomores that are pretty good. Yeah. Uh, Lutheran. They've got a quarterback that's a sophomore. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, that, uh, threw, uh, what, uh, I don't know how many touchdown passes he had, but, uh, right. and they had a receiver, uh, a receiver I'm looking here, uh, the Ben Jones, yeah. uh, who caught seven passes for 121 yards and three touchdowns. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the sophomore uh, quarterback, uh, Jackson Willis, was 14 for uh, 17 for 19 right. uh, for uh, 
you know, four touchdowns. So right. uh, that doesn't bode well uh, in the future for the 1A schools. Right. I'll tell you that. Right. No um, now, the <laughs> only thing that can happen is that uh, after next year, uh, if they do it again, uh, then they'll be bumped they'll up to two A. So uh, that uh, you know that'll be that'll be something. So yeah, that's kind of interesting. Maybe we want to share that with some of our listeners, and maybe most people know it, but I didn't really know how how that all works. It's a two year cycle, and they got to acquire. They acquire so many points. Like for instance, they win a state championship. I believe Coach Land said that's fourth four points. Well, they need six points to move up. So the next year, uh, he pointed out that if they win a regional, that gives them the six points, and that would move them up. And then the cycle starts over again. So uh, that's yeah. How that every works. two years is a reclassification realignment. Mm-hmm. So that's how that's how it works. Right, yeah. right. So and you can go back down, right? I mean, if you. Yeah, if you go for two years and, uh, you know, you can go back down to your school population, right. if you will. Right, right. You know, so, so uh, you know, I'm not sure everybody's happy with that. Right. Uh, but uh, it's an attempt to uh, get people out of there when, you know, when they just, just dominate. Yeah, okay? yeah. I mean, probably the team that dominated the most uh, was uh, – Lafayette Central Catholic right. uh, back in the day when they won four or five of them in a row. I think right. Kevin O'Shea was the coach. And, right. And uh, they weren't only winning, they were dominating. Right. Uh, you know, they're scoring 50 a game at the state finals yeah. and that thing. So, yeah, yeah. And so then they get bumped up to 2A, and guess what? Um, they don't win a state championship. So, right. Right. you know, uh, well, it's a it's an attempt to level the playing field, no question about it. And uh, you know, the only question that I, there is one question I have, and that would be, once you get to be a Center Grove, uh, there is no uh, you know seven A ball, so they're right. they're going to be there. So you know, but that's not their fault. That's uh, you know, as I've quoted Coach Coach Bart, uh, get better or get used to it. So that's better be your motto if you're going to butt heads with. Uh, those kinds of teams, and everybody wants to ultimately uh, play at that level. So, you know, that's that's a good thing about it. The competition's good, and the competition's great, and uh, that's another thing we saw reflected throughout the whole year there, and we've talked about it many times, of how you, uh, you know, you got teams that uh, like Andran or uh, some of the other Catholic schools and some of the big five- and six-A schools, they go out looking, like East Central, we said they go out looking for um, big time programs that they can play because that's their measuring stick. That's how they measure themselves and to get better. And, uh, I think we see, we see that, uh, that concept, uh, across the board with, uh, very successful programs, I think. So at any rate, we got coach Pash with us and, uh, we got an interview with him and, uh, I, I I might have upset him a little bit there. I asked him, I said, what's the secret formula? Well, you'll hear it in the interview about, you know, is it the good defense and this, that, and he goes, no, it's that we play as a team. And I thought he made that clear to me that uh, that's what makes them successful. And uh, when you think about it, that's that's correct. So, at any rate, here's what Coach Pash had to say. Yes, hey, man, how you doing? Hey. Well, you mentioned the Great expectations job, of, uh, of doing it again this year. Was it was it any harder or easier, or having having uh, hmm. done it last year? Well, you know, we talked. You and I talked uh, on media day. Sustainability is uh, the toughest thing to do, I think, in life. Um, it's easy to do everything one time, especially when you've got a bunch of young kids. Uh, you know, asking them to do. We haven't lost a football game at the JV or varsity level in two years. Um, that's. In my opinion, that's, I, I've never heard anything like it. Um, the expectation that we have for them academically in the classroom, uh, that we have for them as people, um, wow, just to sustain that because you you can't you can't make air. You just I, I'm almost at a loss for words because it's such in my mind uh, it's such a huge accomplishment, um, and it's not just about the win today. It, it's about what we've done along the path that and we. Every day, every Friday night after a ball game, we talk about don't jeopardize. Uh, you know, keep the main thing the main thing. And uh, these kids have been able to do that now for two years. And quite frankly, you look at what our seniors have done. They've lost two football games in their career. You know, I believe or three football games in their career. 
uh, you know, the last one being the state championship their freshman year. Coach, is a combination of your passing and great defense. Is that the formula all year long? Our formula is team football. Um, you know, we, we ask everybody to do their job, and you never you never know what the game is going to offer. And I think you have to be you have to be consistent, uh, and you have to be good at all the phases and uh, all the different elements that go along with it. So, um, you know, uh, yeah, I, you know, every week is different. Every game is different. Uh, it was a little bit different from first half to second half yet here. Um, so, uh, I'm. You know, we, we always want to point at guys with numbers and the statistics, but uh, uh, very often it's the guy that's next to him that, that is doing his job at a very high level. Briefly down again in the first half, like last year, how impressed are you for young kids to, to not let that moment get too, too much for them? No, it doesn't phase us. It's, just, uh, it's been, That's one of the, the amazing things. Um, you know, again, that, this, that consistency, um, a tremendous uh, uh, poise, uh, maturity that we have. Um, and it really the last I go back over the last four years there is such an expectation for success um, and that and that you trust the process and some of those things you hear coaches say are very cliche but the fact is is that if you trust it and you work hard and uh, uh, you're willing to do the things that everybody else is not uh, which I think this group this team does uh, it pays dividends for you and there you have it, a two-time state championship team there and the head coach, Coach Pash uh, of the uh, Indianapolis Lutheran uh, Saints. And, uh, you know, uh, he's uh, he, again, is one of those kind of guys that's got a great program rolling down there, and uh, he's got the kids all believing in what they're doing and uh, just a great job. Yeah, no question. Uh, you know, they had a complete sweep now. They had uh, uh, the Blake Rest. Uh, award winner number 23 running back db micah mckay uh from lutheran so uh you know they're they're uh to be reckoned with no question about it they're they're dominant in 1a no question yeah yeah speaking of domination nice little segue there coach um bishop chatard is uh no stranger to uh, state championships in football and uh they squared off with Lawrenceburg in the Class 3A game. And, uh, uh, well, the results uh, came out in favor of Chittard, uh, 34 to 14. And uh, I forget how many state champions that ships they have won, but uh, it's in the teens somewhere, 15, 14, somewhere in there, something like that. 16. 16. That's your okay. 16th. Wow. Uh, <laughs> Rob Doyle, the head coach, has won three now. Mm. Uh, this was a heck of a football game for a half. Yeah, it was. Uh, Lawrenceburg, tough kids come up from the river. and They are. Uh, they weren't, you know, weren't impressed. Uh, they came up and and uh, fought and fought and fought. And uh, I just think they kind of ran out of gas. And I also think that the Chattard uh, had too many people. You know, they, right. had, they had three running backs that carried the ball ten times. Uh, and you couldn't tell the difference, mm -hmm. you know. Uh, and they dominated. Second half, they came out and uh, really kind of dominated up front. And you could tell mm -hmm. that uh, the Lawrenceburg kids were uh, were really struggling late in the ball game. Right. So, right. Um, you know, and it's interesting that uh, you know that there was some people up in the in the suite during the day uh, on Friday and during the day on Saturday mm -hmm. that were. Uh, mostly south the guys from the south saying hey do you think the north team will ever win a state championship <laughs> down here this year yeah yeah all right mm -hmm. you know and uh indianapolis lutheran won uh uh saturday morning so that was number four well uh chatard uh interestingly enough is a um, a north team in right. the tournament mm -hmm. okay from Indianapolis, a North team. So uh, anyway, they uh, ended up winning the ball game. And of course, Belfort will the second one. But right. um, you know, Shatard. Uh, um, you know, you talk about schedule. Um, you know, they lost four games this year, but they lost to the really, really good teams. So right. uh, you know, they were just they were up to the task. Absolutely. Well, we have Coach Rob Doyle on some tape here, and. Uh, Let's see what he had to say about uh, his, uh, did you say third state championship for him? His third. Yeah. yeah. His okay. third, their 16th. Wow. 
Okay. One more. I hope they give you all you can handle. Just to talk about the resilience of this group in, in such a hard-fought game. Well, it was. Lawrenceburg's a really good football team, and they came out and put it right to us. And I think our kids were maybe a little surprised by that. We didn't play, play as well as we could have in the first half. But we've been through so much this year. At halftime, it's just like, hey, what's the score? 0-0. Zero, zero. We're going to come back. We're going to keep grinding. Uh, our kids, we have great kids, and I had a feeling that we would come out and play well in the second half, and we did. When you have a, a legacy that Chatard has, how much of a challenge is that for these kids to embrace that and live up to, to what's come before them? Well, you know, some people, pressure can be a bad thing. It can push you down, or pressure can propel you forward. Our kids embrace that culture. They feel that need to, to carry on the tradition, and it makes them better. Coach, what was the uh, halftime adjustments you made? Or like we did make some defensive adjustments. Uh, Luke Perica separated his shoulder or dislocated it in the West Lafayette game. We put him back in as an extra linebacker. That really helped. Offensively, I just need to be a little more patient as the play caller, uh, which I got myself to do. Absolutely. Well, it's outstanding effort, Coach. Congratulations. On Thank a great you. Season Thank you very champion. much. You what bet. Kind of emotion do you have right now in, in, uh, in your players? Well, I will tell you, my wife saw this last week. This was an emotional year uh, for me in a lot of ways. We, we fought so hard. I was so proud of our kids. Uh, and to see what some of them went through, it just, when we won that semi-state, it, it was just really a, a special time. And we really wanted to carry this through one more time for the kids. And welcome back once again, everybody. And there you have, uh, you know, uh, like I said, uh, across the state, if you know anything about high school football, uh, Chittard is always going to be in the conversation because of the number of state championships that uh, they have hanging in their hallways. And uh, I've never been to the school, but uh, I imagine they got a whole room dedicated to uh, those championship trophies. But at any rate, uh, uh, Coach Stuhl had some words of wisdom for us there. Yeah, he also uh, had a senior, uh, number eight, Aiden Duncan, uh, who was a DB, uh, that was the Blake Rest Mental Attitude Award winner. So uh, they had a clean sweep. Yeah, yeah, that's good stuff. Well, I mean, you know, too, the academic standards that are set um, by, uh, you know, not only the Catholic schools, but the parochial schools, uh, a lot of cases they do set them pretty high. And I know that's not the only measuring stick that uh, is involved in making that selection, but it's certainly one of them. And uh, it comes about as a result of what the nomination from the principal and the coach has some influence, the athletic director and those kind of people. So it's a, like we said, it's a, it's a wonderful award to have on your resume. All right. Well, speaking of resumes, Valpo took the long way around um, in the last game of the, um, of the weekend and uh, coach, it was. There's no question about it. It was the uh, most exciting game of all of them, uh, the Valpo game. Yeah, it was the most competitive, uh, obviously to the wire. Yeah. Okay. Um, Whiteland jumped up 10-0, and Valpo came back, scored tw 21 points, and uh, Whiteland 14. So. Mm -hmm. Actually, at halftime, it was 24-21, but right. uh, you could feel the momentum, um, you know, Valpo. It, it was their year. Yeah. I'm, I'm convinced of that. I yeah. think it was their year uh, because every time they needed a play, uh, they got it. Every right. time that they had a tough game or a close game, they won it. Right. Uh, you know, they went for two and got it against uh, Snyder. Right. Uh, in the semi-state, you know, and uh, it it and uh, Whiteland had them backed up. They were on about the eight-yard line, mm -hmm. ninety-two yards away from pay dirt, and it was third and eighteen. Right, right. <laughs> they I mean... they stop them. They stop them. Mm -hmm. If they stop them, uh, they got a punt yeah. from down there. They they don't go for it. Well, this quarterback. Uh, was something else. Yeah, okay, every time a play was needed, uh, this this junior quarterback uh, was there to to make sure that uh, good things happen. Right. Okay, so I think um, you know Valpo, uh, and they also, you know, they're tough kids too. Travis sure. Davis, 
36 carries for 193 yards. Um, Whiteland ran the ball for almost 250 yards. Right. I mean, it was a heck of a ball game. Yeah. yeah. And I do want to, I do want to say this. Um, Valpo scored with 10 seconds to go, I think 19 seconds to go. Uh, 19 seconds to go, they uh, threw a little swing pass and the running back ran it in right. uh, to complete the 95-yard drive mm-hmm. with 19 seconds to go and right. won the game. Okay, right. see, and I'm, I just think it was the team of destiny, and right. I think that Valpo won the game. And I, I don't know how you say this, but I don't think Whiteland lost the game. Right. Uh, right. I just think Valpo won the game. You right. know, I mean, it was just um, there was two teams that just laid it out on the line, right. and they did it uh, for the whole ball game. Right. And uh, it's just, uh, you know, it's just uh, just tough to be Whiteland, tough sure. to be Darren Fisher. Yeah. Uh, but um, you know, somebody wins, somebody loses. Right. Well, I think I said something. I was talking to some of the Whiteland fans as we were standing there and they're handing out the medals and stuff. And I said, man, I said, your, your team certainly has nothing to hang their head uh, about because uh, if you, if these two teams played each other 10 times, uh, you know, it might be five and five. I mean, that's just how close it was. So um, no, it was just an outstanding, uh, you know, you'd like to have all of them that way. Of course they weren't, but uh, uh, you know, that was what a great way to finish the tournament uh, with uh, those two Really good football teams, well coached, good players and stuff. Uh, go at each other, and uh, you know, like you said, somebody had to win and someone had to lose, and uh, you feel bad for the loser because you know, as you said, they left it all out there on the field, no question. Well, I had a chance to talk to um, Coach Marshall, and uh, we had run into him uh, a couple times. He's been on the show before. He was in a scrimmage that we were in, though the Tigers were in. Uh, up at Elkhart in the summer when we could do that stuff. And uh, he's just got everybody playing football up there. He's a positive influence there, working with his kids and everything. So uh, uh, let's take a listen to what uh, this coach, this state championship coach now, had to say. Coach, can I, can I get a couple words with Absolutely. Guys? Coach Tell, first of all, uh, tell us a little bit about uh, – what you thought the keys to winning the game were? Well, we knew we had to stop the run, and that is an outstanding Whiteland team. Uh, well coached, great kids. Um, so stopping the run, which we weren't capable of doing the first half and even into the third. Uh, and then just establishing our run game, obviously, being able to do all those things was really the keys to the game. Coach, uh, what did you tell the kids as they're driving down on that left drive? It was a message. I said, this is this is what your dreams are made of right here. I said, they've been playing for 10, 11, and 12 years together. This is all that combined energy and effort, sweaty off-seasons and young times as kids and everything else. Absolutely. Coach, thanks a lot. Congratulations. Thank you. I appreciate job. Yes, sir. Big Cat Promotions wants to congratulate your team for an outstanding season and help you celebrate your conference and state tournament series success with what we call the Triple Option. Commemorate your team's success, create a lifetime treasure for your players and coaches, plus provide a fundraiser for your program. You see, Big Cat Promotions works with hundreds of designers that are ready to take your idea and turn it into a family keepsake. Trophies, plaques, medallions, magnets, window clings. With over 100,000 products available, we can create just about anything that will be a lifetime reminder of your team's success. Call me, the Big Cat, today at 574-551-5916 or email at tiger at bigcatpromotions.com. Well, there you have it. Uh, again, another state championship coach, Coach uh, Marshall, talking to us there from Valparaiso, represented the Northwell, and uh, come out with a state championship trophy. So we certainly congratulate uh, the Vikings on that big win, and uh, congratulations to all the teams. Of course, the champions, as well as the guys that were runner-up, get down there playing at that level. There's certainly nothing to be ashamed of, and uh, I think all the schools uh, played uh, – hard and uh, certainly everyone was there was no lack of effort out there by any one of those teams that I saw there were teams that uh, had some better athletes and that kind of thing but overall uh, it was a good tournament you know I want to bring up here and uh, I don't want to uh, slight anybody but the SQ right. award winner yeah, uh, for Valparaiso was number 17 defensive end Connor McFall Sure. So, uh, again, a clean sweep uh, for the Vikings. Right. 
And I will echo uh, six weeks tournament, six week tournament we've been through. Right. Uh, it starts with about 315 teams. And you go six weeks, and it comes down to 12, and then it comes down to six teams who are really happy. Yep. Um, I don't know what to say about it. You know. Well, I mean, you know, it's um, it's a heartbreak for everybody. I mean, there's only going to be six of them that are really uh, achieve that goal. But there again, you know, you can also go across the board and uh, some team won their first sectional that they, you know, hadn't won a sectional or it's been a long time since they won a sectional. So, you know, that certainly would qualify as a successful season. Um, you know, uh, there's all kinds of measuring you can do. And now ultimately the state championship is the ultimate golden, you know, goose. But, um, there are other victories, many victories, and I'm not talking about moral victories. I'm just talking about victories, conference championship, uh, teams, uh, that uh, hadn't been, uh, at the top of their conference for a while, that kind of thing. So, uh, you know, I just think there are just so many great things that, uh, uh go on throughout the whole season. And, uh, you know, obviously you have some negative things that happen to you too, but that's uh, really why we can always talk about football being kind of a, uh, a roadmap to life in a lot of ways because there's ups and downs throughout a season and uh, throughout your career as a player. I know we lost a player at the uh, very uh, last game there, the Torres ACL. He's a good basketball player. He's going to miss his senior year as a basketball player. So, uh, you know, there's the bad things that happen, but uh, – there's also just the great things that happen that you see uh, uh, teams rise above and uh, you know play way above their heads and and win great ball games. So um, I think that there's that part of it too as you look back and reflect on the 2022 season. Well, I can you know I'm prejudiced uh, and but I think football is the greatest team game there is oh, because there's so many different people that's needed right. uh, to get the job done. And you never know uh, when your number's going to be called. So, right. uh, you know, uh, it's been a fun ride. Uh, yeah. been a fun ride for me. Absolutely. I know that. Me too. And uh, it's something that I really look uh, forward to each week. Yep. And uh, of course we want to thank uh, coach bridge and coach Marty Huber for right their contributions and uh, we want to thank the uh, football coaches uh, along the way during the year and during the tournament stretch oh, uh, for all the uh, nice things they had to say uh, about their kids and about, about football. So right. anyway, um, November's over Thanksgiving over and state finals will be over. So uh, we've got one more, basic thing to do in football this year uh on friday the second of december uh there will be about 70 people that will meet at the sheridan at keystone mm -hmm. and uh, they will select the ifca top 50 right. they will select the coaches of the year mm -hmm. the dave land coach of the year um for the for the uh, head coaches and uh, the Paul Logan Coach of the Year for the assistant coaches. Mm -hmm. And uh, they will also select the all-star teams for each class. Sure. So uh, the rating board are the guys that do that. Mm -hmm. uh, they come in and they have a uh, nominations from all the people in their sectionals. And uh, it'll be uh, quite, a, quite a climax to a great football season. Absolutely. Well, you know, too, and you talk about you know, the players and coaches and all those things, the whole community involvement. And that's been, uh, you know, ever since I've been involved in the game, which was, you know, 40 some years ago, um, the, the success factor of, uh, the team, uh, comes in many different ways. But one of the biggest success things about it is it, it pulls the community together. I mean, we got here in Warsaw, we got a mom's club that just makes sure the kids are taken care of in so many different ways. we got lots of community support, as do many of our schools across the state from different business people that are involved in the community. And, uh, you know, it becomes a, a real badge of honor to uh, be involved with and supporting uh, the high school football team. And I think that also reflects across uh, 
I know I've talked to principals about that before. It kind of sets the tone for the school for the year also. Uh, and it's not only football. It's your volleyball team. It's your soccer team. Whatever the different teams are that are having success. And, uh, you know, you get uh, five, 6,000 people at uh, football games and stuff, everyone pulling for their team. I mean, it's just really a magical time of the year uh, in that regard. And so that's what always makes it uh, so much fun to report on. And speaking of that, Coach, we're going to uh, – I'll cue a little music here. We're going to uh, pick things up where we left off. Uh, and uh, you know what that number is there, but we've been uh, working with the uh, All-Star Games and telling you about the history of the All-Star Games. And uh, where did we leave off, Coach? Did you – did you have those notes or not? Yeah, the first one back will be 2003. Okay. All right. So we'll be talking about uh, 2003 and that uh, all-star game. And, uh, of course, we're going to work on uh, doing some different special features, talking to coaches down at the state championship. Uh, I know Ted ran into some of them, and so did I. They were complimentary of the show, but they said, hey, could you do something like this? Or, uh, you know, could uh, we include these kind of things? And there's a number of different options a number of different ways that we can tell the story of Indiana high school football. And uh, that's uh, one of the major goals we have with the podcast. And uh, so um, like Ted said, I want to congratulate all of the coaches for uh, just having an outstanding season, working hard with their kids. And uh, like I said, we always are concerned about uh, not only making good football teams, but making good people. And uh, uh, there's no question. There's so many of you guys out there that work so hard not only the head coaches, but the assistant coaches and everyone that's involved in the program to make it a successful thing. So we appreciate that. We appreciate our listeners. And I know I got some nice compliments about the podcast that they're interested in the different topics and subjects that we talk about. So uh, that makes it all that much more fun if we're uh, helping someone out to learn a little bit more about football in the great state of Indiana. So, so that's all I got for you for, uh, Hall of Fame coach Ted Huber and for myself uh, and everybody that's been involved this year in the podcast, all the coaches that we've had on, uh, we really do appreciate uh, everything that you do. So everyone be safe. Have a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. And uh, we'll be talking to you when we get back on the air in January. And we're going to kick off with 2003, the All-Star Game.